Go Wild is a free social community created for and by hunters. This means that unlike mainstream social media, your trophy pictures won't be censored. They're encouraged. As you spend time on Go Wild, you will earn awesome rewards such as gift cards, free swag, and big discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex. You will even earn $10 just for signing up. Visit DownloadGoWild.com and sign up today. The Houseman XP Podcast Network is taking you on the journey. Your host, Master Trainer Heath Hyatt, will combine his decades of experience as a houndsman and as a professional trainer that will light the path forward and make our packs lighter on this lifelong journey to become better hunters and houndsmen. There are no shortcuts, so lace up those boots and grab a dog leash. The journey begins now. I've been a member and supporter of Go Wild for over a year now. Man, how time flies. Their social media platform is for hunters by hunters. And if you followed me for any length of time, you know that I'm in the woods or on the water if I'm not working. And yes, some ask, do you work? Unfortunately, I do. It's a place that I post all of my trophies, no matter how big or small. Mine, mostly small. I get tips, tricks, tactics, and advice from people who eat, breathe, and sleep the outdoors. I log all of my outdoor adventures, including the time spent listening to the best podcast in the land, The Journey, hosted by no other than yours truly. So when I need anything outdoors, I just log on to the Go Wild store, pick out what I need, and that's anything from hunting, fishing, camping, optics, outdoor wear, and yes, hound supplies. I'm proud to partner up with the Go Wild team. So let's get your journey started today here on Go Wild. All right. So the journey is all about the process, um, the process of becoming better handlers, better houndsmen, better dogmen. So we're going to follow up on this episode and I had a you know I had the pleasure you know this summer I took a trip to Maine and spent some time up in the North Woods we hiked Baxter State Park got eat up by mosquitoes um, spent some time up on the coast and I mean we went to um, Acadia went to Cadillac Mountain like it was just a good trip we spent a lot of time eating seafood um, I ate enough lobster to make somebody sick, and I'd still eat some more because it was that good. And while we were up there, uh, I was fortunate enough to, we were staying close enough to Brandon Mitchell, and you guys know I had him on last year, and, you know, the, the episode was when, when life gives you lemons. And um, if you remember on the episode, you know, his Toyota truck was buried up, <laughs> buried up uh, door high in the water. Um, you know, and that's what happens when you're hunting. But so I got, I was fortunate enough. We went down to, to Brandon's, um, little cottage there on the lake and the girls swam and we went fishing and we, you know, ate, had a good time. Mark actually came up. He went and got a load of dog food and he met us there. So, you know, I got to spend some time with those guys and I, I really enjoy it. And on the way home, 
I have to do another follow up because on the way home I, I stopped and and ate with Jason Carter <clears throat> and got to pick his brain. You know, his dad and mom was there from Merry Meeting Kennels. So Maine was a good trip for me this summer. And, you know, I can't thank Brandon enough for having for having us over, putting up with all the chaos that we bring. Um, but I just told him the girls loved it. They were paddleboarding. They were kayaking. Uh, I think it was just me and you and Maddie and Tegan, and then you and your son went. Um, and, man, we we caught two pretty nice uh, big mouth there at your cottage. But <clears throat> good time. Enjoyed Maine. I recommend it to everybody if it's just a summer trip. Uh, there's plenty to do. It's different. It's not as commercialized, by sure. But I, I've been to Maine a couple times hunting. So just going to take this episode, and we're going to follow up with Brandon. How's things other uh, <clears throat> up in the Northwoods today, Brandon? No, oh, pretty good. Weather's a little cooler today, so that's always good in my book. And it's not raining, so that's good. Well, so it's, when I was up there, um, you and Mark both said it had been the rainiest season. And when I talked to you the other day, you said it was pouring down rain. Yeah, it's it's been super rainy here all year. It's It's been crazy. Yeah, I mean, that's wetter than normal, I guess. Yeah, a lot wetter. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, how's... How's Grace and the kids? They're good. Yeah? They're good, yeah. They're, uh, the school, and, and the boy's been cool nutting with me some, and chat with, uh, Chet and I, and he's looking forward to deer season, so. Ah, and your good. season, your bear season is over, or it's going to be over here shortly? Yeah, Friday, the, what's Friday the 28th or the 29th there? Yeah, it'll be over. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh deer season for firearms opens up the following Saturday. I got so. you. So the bear season has to be done by then, right? Yeah, so you can still uh shoot a bear by by chance if you happen to see one and you mm-hmm. haven't filled your tag. But you can't uh pursue them. it with, with dogs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I exactly. thought I thought you and Mark had told me that when I was up there. Um yep. Yeah, so let's just. Um, I know that when I was up, had you had had you already you had monkey already, and y'all season yeah. had come in when I was up there, right? That was right. It just come in. Yeah, it was training season. Yep. Yeah. So I yep. guess it come was it come in July first for you guys? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So you had an opportunity to go out. We had talked about one of, one of your hunts, and I'm remembering that now. I guess with old age, you start losing track of things. Like I have to be reminded. <laughs> I think I have to be reminded sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it all blends together. Yeah, but I know. Yeah. You know, I know you're busy with work and everything, and you know, hunting. I know we talked about it that, you know, being able to get out and hunt sometimes is, um, is is a problem. And I didn't realize this, but you know, you and Mark both have to drive a tremendous amount of way to actually get in the woods. Yeah, I have. Uh, from from my normal running area, it's about three hours one way. Yeah, I mean, it's not like, you know, I could do that maybe a day or two. I mean, that's a six-hour trip even if you don't hunt. Right. Um, but, yeah, and, I, you know, you guys were explaining all the ins and outs and stuff that, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't know, and I didn't understand how some things worked, and it was really interesting to to hear some of the, the hurdles and hoops that you guys got to have to jump through just to run your dogs 
And yeah, I know that, you know, we are lucky we're, you know, we're kind of in a, a battle right now with the landowners committee with the right to retrieve, which I think is going to be okay. But I, I think there's going to be some changes that's not going to set well with everybody, but uh, the right to retrieve is important for us. And I know that, like I said, while I was up there, you and, you and I and Mark had that conversation about you You guys had to go through some kind of the same process. <clears throat> and I think that we take, you know, I have to drive an hour to get where I'm, I'm, I want to hunt. And that's the shortest trip for me. And if I go to another area, it takes me about an hour and 20 minutes. And I don't like it because I like to be in the woods. Like, I want to get in the woods, but it's way better than y'all's three hours. Yeah, that that can get rough i i got fortunate this year i had an invite to go with some guys that's about oh an hour and 15 minutes from my house so i i helped them a little bit this year that worked out good yeah well it gave yeah. you more opportunity to go right yeah that's right i got to hunt a lot more this year so that helped good good yeah um and like i said i kind of want to go back to the, you know the trip this summer you know you know, Grace fixed us a, a good dinner, and like I said, you and I went out and and took took some of them and fished. And you know, Maddie, like she still talks about catching that large. That's her first largemouth. Oh, uh, really? Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, okay. You know, we I didn't realize that. Yeah, we fish for muskie, and we we just have smallmouth. Now, I don't fish the lakes for the largemouth, but you know mm. what what we catch is just smallmouth and and muskie and. You know, the muskie's on her list. She's not hooked one yet. She's had several follows, and she gets excited and either freezes or jerks it away <laughs> from the fish. <laughs> uh, and I know um, I know your son, like, he was disappointed that day, but I, it wasn't a couple days later you sent me a picture, and he had a big old hog, hog on that thing. Mm, yeah. Yeah, he, he's caught some nice ones this summer, some, some four, four-and-a-half-pounders. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's really nice. And I know that tickles him. I mean, he was he was thrilled to death. So, but yeah, it was a good time. And like I said, again, we, you know, we want to thank you for, for having us up. We we really, really enjoyed it. And again, the girls still are asking, when, when are we going back to Brandon? When are we going back to Brandon? They love that little yeah. cottage in the lake. I mean, they really well, liked it. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Welcome up here anytime, as far as I'm concerned. Well, that 16-hour drive is a little rough. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, holy cow. It seems like it, well, it did take us. We we left. We split it up. We went to New York and stayed with a buddy of mine in New York. Um, and then we went back. I guess we drove home Sunday. I don't remember. But, yeah, we busted it up because the traffic was so bad. You know, when you go in and around Boston, like, just trying to get out of, out of the traffic. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> made it good. Well, let's talk about. Let's talk about your training season. Some good, some bad, just overall what happened. Um, just walk us through your dogs first so we so everybody has an understanding where you're at with the dogs. From last year when we talked, what has changed and what do you have or don't have now? Uh, so the the old dog, Isabella, is she didn't hunt this year. She's just too old. Mm-hmm. She's, she's like 14, I believe. Um, so I had... Uh, one of Brent's dogs, Monkey, as you know. Mm-hmm. So I had Monkey. I had a my eight-year-old dog, Easy. My six-year-old dog, Denver, and a dog I call Goober. That's he was about a year and a half old. 
the beginning of training season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, that's what I had to run all training season. So just those four. So how did, how did training season go? Was you, um, was you gain, was you making progress? Was it, you know, in and out? Like what, what, what happened? Yeah, it was in and out. I had a, I could really only run Saturdays during training season. And then a lot of those days it was pouring rain early morning. So I was just, just rigging around and I got a few strikes and a few runs, but it was, it was hard going with all the water there. It's where I hunt is almost all swampland. It's hard to explain. You would have to see it to really understand, but it's, if you're going in the woods, you're you're either wading way steep water or deeper, or you're swimming. There's no way around it. So it's it's tough tough going, and with all the extra rain, it made it even worse. Yeah, I know you and I had talked about some boots, and when you got to tell me that, I'm like, well, I don't know. Like nothing's gonna yeah. hold up. Nothing's gonna hold up in that type of environment. Period. No, this I just I stuck to using the. Uh, high top keens because at least they're comfortable until they're wet so yeah 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 so um what what any hunts that stand out any work that um the dogs did that was exceptional or anything's bad that you really couldn't figure out and you know still kind of puzzling you well one thing i can't figure out is the dogs uh my easy dog mostly he seems to be able to rig something older than he can run, which is, it is confusing to me. I've had, I had a lot of good strikes that he just couldn't figure out. I don't know what the issue was. Um, so that's kind of an ongoing mystery to me anyway. So, so how but old is he? He's eight. He's eight. Yeah. Um, pot dog, I'm assuming. Yeah. 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 That's right. So, yep. um, well, let's walk through that if you want to. Um, you we, sure? We have, you know, we have some of the guys that I hunt with have the same issue. Their dogs will strike. And I think we actually talked about this on a podcast briefly, that they'll strike, they'll open, they'll put the dogs down, the dogs will circle the truck a time or two, and then they'll get back up on the truck and like, okay, let's go. And um, I don't know if that's what he's doing. Is he actually going hunting or is is he kind of doing he, the same thing? No, he'll hunt out. He'll, he'll hunt around as long as I let him. Maybe some of it's me just being impatient, but I figure after four or five minutes, he ought to be able to figure it out, you know? Well, so, how, how far is he going? Like oh, it, he'll go a, a few hundred yards, make a big circle through the woods a few hundred yards, mm-hmm. you know, out, hunt around. But, do you think he's, and I mean, I don't know, so I don't mean to offend you. Is he? Do you think he's trashy or do you trust him? Like, I feel pretty confident when he opens, it's a bear. Oh, they, they've both been pretty trashy, um, mm-hmm. when they're, when they're fresh, but he's been pretty honest on a bear, mm-hmm. um, the past year. Uh, he actually, some dogs started a moose run and he actually came out of it. So I'm pretty, pretty confident in him on that. Mm-hmm. And I know yeah. you guys don't have the deer population like we do. Um, so why, like, so why would you... And I'm just asking, like, I'm just, we're just having a conversation. Like, why would you not let him just go on and hunt? Like, give him 15, 20 minutes to hunt that out. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I'm pretty impatient, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 
I, I don't have any other answer other than that. I just, mm-hmm. I'll let him go, you know, five, six, eight minutes. And then if he can't figure it out, I'll put him back in the box and keep rigging. So maybe it's partially my fault. Yeah. You know? Well, Could be. I know that, um, and I, I'll just, I'll give you one example with mine. So I had uh, Jerry Barker in from Kentucky come in and hunt with me. He's a coon hunter and he'd, he'd never seen a bear. So I invited him up and I think it was the second, no, first morning. It was the first morning. Yeah, it was, a, it was the first morning. Um, we were rigging. We had rigged for a good while, probably an hour. And um, the dog struck and I turned him off the truck and literally they went, we were, we were three quarters of the way off the mountain and, or not three quarters off the way. We were a quarter of the way off the road run underneath the, the mountains, the top of the mountain. And I turned, uh, I turned my young dog loose first. I wanted her, you know, I want her to start starting tracks. So I turned her loose first and she went up there and she was gone a, maybe a minute or two. And then I turned spook loose and, Spook was gone, and I I held the other dogs, and he he asked me like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Well, I want you know, we need to find the track before I start dumping everything loose." And um, the actually the dogs went about 400 yards, almost to the top of the mountain before they ever opened. And of course, when they opened, I sent another dog, and by then the dogs were over the top. The third dog that I'd turned loose was hadn't got there, so it had not opened. And, um, so I did not send the fourth dog and anyway, they topped over and went into another hunting area. But, um, I know my terrain's a lot different than yours, but I don't think it would be uncommon for your dog to be able to smell, you know, a bear at a considerable distance. So maybe, maybe if you can talk yourself into it, giving him a little more time. Yeah, I think that's probably a good idea. I know I get impatient. And it's uh, a detriment sometimes, <laughs> but oh. I think you're right. I think, I think, uh, I just didn't let him go out far enough at times. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I mean, I've been there, done that. And sometimes I probably still do it, but as long as my dogs are, are honest enough that I'm, that I'm not, uh, I, I don't worry about them running, um, running, running trash. Um, I don't, um, I don't worry about it too much. Um, I'll let, I'll let, I'll let Spook and Kate and Maggie go. If they want to hunt 30 minutes, I'll let them hunt 30 minutes. So I don't, I don't pay too much attention to it. Now my young dogs, I'm like you, I'm probably going to give them a couple minutes, four or five minutes. And if they don't start doing something, I'm going to either be turning an old dog into them or maybe probably rounding them back up. But back to the original thing you know some of the guys that i hunt with they their dogs will literally strike and they a good track you know good track they'll let the dogs down they'll run up the road run back down the road circle the truck whatever and then they'll get back up on the truck and they don't understand like what's like i don't get it i don't get it i don't get it and it's like i tell them it's just a one of a couple of things like the dog's either fooling with you he wants off the box and the dog's either striking trash, and then when you put him down, he's like, well, if I do this, I'm going to be in trouble. Or they just don't want to go hunting. So I'm going to ask you about 
you know, I was going to ask you, that was going to be my secondary question is about when you coon hunt easy, does he hunt out? Like, will he go hunting five, four, five, six hundred yards or is he a close hunter to you? Because I have some dogs, um, my little, the Maggie female, my black dog that you guys may have seen pictures of or whatever, she don't hunt out past 200 yards. Like that's just her cutoff. Um, she, she roams about 200 yards. When I turn her off the truck, she's going to make that 200 yard circle that's about all you're getting out of her. But I understand that too, because I know how when I free cast her and we're just walking and hunting, I know that that's her limit. So what is Easy's limit? When Do you coon hunt him too? No. So I don't coon hunt Easy at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do free cast at times though, and he'll, he'll go out quite a ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, he, he likes to follow edges and stuff like that, but he'll go quite a ways out. Oh. In half a mile or so, usually. That's pretty good that's, distance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't think he's afraid to hunt. He has a lot of drive, that's for sure. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't know. It, it Like I said, it could be me. It, uh, my impatience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, so yeah. in July, y'all don't run off baits in July, right? Uh, no, not until the end of, towards the end of July, we're allowed to put the baits out. Gotcha. I got so, you. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. So other than that, um, any, any issues, um, anything that, you know, stood out that you're, you're in the process of working through or. No, not really. It's actually, uh, the, my young male is, he's been doing really good for me. Um, he made every race he was turned in on the whole time and he started to trail. He's, he's trailed out some pretty old tracks and, and, uh, is starting to rig pretty good too. So that's been pretty encouraging. Ah, for nice. me. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what stood out during uh, the season? Any, like, I know when I talked dogs wasn't in shape was one issue. Hunt, yeah. Hunting the water. Like I said, you, you, y'all told me about both of y'all told me while you were up there that while I was up there that, you know, it's been extremely wet there's more water than normal. So that makes it harder on the dogs too. That separation happens when that bear can get in water and the dog's got to swim and catch up. Yep. So any good yep. races, He's... any good, any good, good feedback? Yeah, I had, um, it was towards the end of training season, uh, monkey and easy. Actually, they broke off from Denver and Goober and, the Denver and Gober are the younger two, and they went, they went into Bay and something. I have no idea what they were on. I stayed with the older two, and about 15 minutes later, they started Bay and so I picked, I picked the set of dogs to go into, and I went into Monkey and Easy, and they had a fairly small bear, uh, pretty well gassed out on the ground. That was that was pretty fun. They did a they did a really nice job running that one. Um, the other two, Chet went into, and by the time he had got in there, there was they were starting to come back out, and he didn't see what was going on there. So that's still a mystery. But um, training season, like I said, the between all the rain and really only hunting Saturdays, it was pretty limited for me on how much I could hunt. So my dogs were not in shape at all. I tried. 
Well, I mean, it's hard when you can only hunt, you know, a day during the week. And I, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've said it. I mean, I know what you and I talked about. That's the first thing I said. I said, well, your dog's not in shape, and it's going to take them a while to get there at that rate. So, Yeah, absolutely. It's hard. Um, yep. So did Monkey, did he help you be successful, or was there not a drastic change? Uh, yeah, Monkey Monkey did help. I think Monkey, Monkey is better at figuring out a loss in mm-hmm. the woods and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um I think it might, uh, my, all my other dogs are a little more, I don't know how to, a little more wound up, maybe a little edgier. Mm -hmm. And I think monkey would have brains enough to slow down and grub it out better. So that made a difference. Did it help? Did it point your other, any of your other dogs in a, in a right direction? Like help, help with them? Yeah, it definitely did. It helped, it helped them get straightened out and get a little more bare minded. I feel Mm -hmm. personally. Well, good. Monkeys are, Monkey's a really nice dog, mm-hmm. so yeah. Yeah, I know. But, like I said, I'd hunt. I've hunted with him quite a bit. So yeah, I, I mean, I think any 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 solid dog, in addition to a pack, should help that pack get better or at least stabilize. I would think. Yeah, yeah, and that's what it definitely improved a little, and it definitely stabilized for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, that helped. So anything else during training season that stands out to you? No, other than the having to go down into the nasty swamps and get my dogs <laughs> a few times. It's not uh, not anything too spectacular happened. Or ruining a couple pair of boots. Yep, a couple of those a year. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know how you when you told me that I was like, holy cow! Like I, you know, I I've had mine for. You know, we won't, I guess we won't disclose the brands that we were talking about, but you know, I've had my, I've got mine for, this is going on my fourth, third or fourth year. Of course, now I only wear them during December, that, that one set of boots and mm-hmm. the other set that you and I talked about, I wear them like during training season and now, and then mm-hmm. I, I kind of switch out, you know, for the season. But I was like, my gosh, if I was having to buy them things every six months like that, I don't know that I, I don't know what I'd do. Yeah, I I decided not to. Yeah, I, I'm with <laughs> For you. Sure. I, can, I can understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, then then see your season come in. So how did um let's just start off with the beginning of season. How'd that start off? Was it you and Chet hunting again? Uh so the first how did that work out? So the first couple days I think Chet and I hunted together and not not a lot happened that was productive um and yeah that's right that that opening week of the season was a rain rain the whole week that's the week brent came up and he had some rain too the eastern maine got a little more rain i think at least in the mornings and that kind of washed the tracks out so that whole first week for me was kind of a bust yeah i know um i talked to brent in between uh hunts up there and he he said the same thing that it was awful wet he said a couple days they just got flat they was on tracks and just got washed out yeah that's exactly what happened to me all week yeah so you was able to take off the week to hunt yeah yeah that was one of the uh 
one of the times I went and helped that other guy out. Um, tried to anyway. But yeah. yeah, that was that was good. So then I had, so that first week uh the journey on Houndsman XP has teamed up with one TDC. This dual action support for oral health and mobility in our dogs. This unique supplement is so effective that it is recommended by top veterinarian experts worldwide to maintain and improve our dog's health in four different areas. Their oral health, hips, joints, and muscles, skin, coat, energy, and recovery. Guys, I've been using this product for the last six months, and it has been a game changer for me. If you're looking for something to help with the overall health of your dog, go to WorkSoWell.com and give this product a try. It is highly recommended by Houndsman XP here on The Journey. Do you like to be outside like I do? Hunting, fishing, hiking? If so, Onyx is the app for you. I've been a loyal Onyx user for years. It's the one app that I can honestly say I use daily. While hunting, I know where I'm at at all times. I mark trails, bedding areas, feeding areas, and the list goes on. In my travels, I use it to pre-scout all the new places that I am blessed to hunt. Last year, while hiking Yellowstone, I used Onyx to map out the trails and know the difficulty of each one. And here's a secret. I mark all of my favorite fishing spots on Onyx. It's been a game changer for me at work. I've used it multiple times to get in touch with property owners. Onyx has so many great features and tools, you can literally use it in your everyday life. It is, by far, the best mapping app on the market. And hey, it's approved by yours truly at Houndsman XP. So when you go to subscribe to Onyx, use our code HXP20 and get you a discount. So get your journey started with Onyx and know where you stand. I can't remember. Did you go up and hunt with Brent that week, or was yeah, it the yeah, well, that's, week? What, that's what I was just trying to remember if it was the first. Yeah, so I met up with Brent that first week, the midweek, and I gave him a monkey back and another dog he had up here. Um, and then it was the end of the second week. I went up and hunted with him on a Saturday, and that was a good hunt. They they made pretty short work of that bear. That was um, they they walked that one around for forty minutes, forty five minutes or so, and then popped it up a tree. That was four of four of Brent's dogs, um, my goober dog, and Easy on that one. That was a good hunt. Yeah, I was going to ask you if you got some in on it. So yeah, yep, nice. Now, did you yeah. get your dogs down at the start, or did y'all? Did he start it with a t- one or two, or what happened he, there? He started it with four dogs. He fed four dogs in, and then I put the pup down about, they were like 200, 250 yards out, and I put my pup down behind them at the bait. They made a big half-mile or so circle and crossed the road we were on up further, and I drove up, and I packed easy in behind them that way. Uh-huh. And then they, they went... Oh, six or eight hundred more yards and jumped, and then 
pretty much walked from the from the second it was jumped to when it treed. Nice. That was a good hunt. Yep. Did y'all? That was a good hunt. Did y'all harvest that one or let it go? Yeah. Uh, one of Brent's friends, Brent's buddies there, took that one. Gotcha. Yeah. And you you had told me earlier that you got to hunt with Mark some. Was that during the same week or later on or? That was. That might have been the during the first week. Yeah, that was during the first week. Towards the end of it, I went up for a day. and uh hunted i got up there a little late but i hunted with him and roy and that again the water messed everything all up and that turned into a kind of a lot of sitting around and talking at the truck but (laughs) that was that was just fine too well you got a lot of knowledge sitting at the truck right there yeah for sure between roy and scott uh, as another another guy i forget his name and then there's another guy named ken mm-hmm. but yeah those were some real good people yeah yeah i know yeah. when i was up up this summer you know i was going to try to go with um mark one day and of course it just didn't work out because of the distance between hunting and the weather <laughs> right and the day that that we were supposed to go he went to another location and of course i know he probably told you so he started sending me videos and you know text messages that he's like well just be glad you didn't go because i got all my dogs wrecked <laughs> yeah he had, he, yeah he got them wrecked real bad that week yeah it, yeah it was yeah. not good i mean i think he had no four. not at all yeah yep and i I don't remember the dog i'd have to go back through the text messages i don't remember the dog's names but i mean one they didn't think he didn't think was going to make it yeah that was reaper reaper that's it that's, yep 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 so <clears throat> they can be they can be bad sometimes that's for sure so your first your first week's over um did you hunt any more how, how did your season play, pan out from there so i i think i worked most of that second week and then the third week i hunted all week again and had some really good runs but but no catches they had uh I think I put seven, almost 70 miles on in three days. Wow. That they put on. Yeah. They, and then they were pretty much, cause like I said, they weren't in real hard shape before the, at the start of that. So they were pretty sore. So I spent the rest, the last two days just kind of riding around with them in the box for, to pack them in if, if need be right. rather than trying to keep them in the whole race. They were pretty well wiped. Yeah. Yeah. So nothing, 70, that's a lot of my, I mean, that's a lot. Like I, and I, you know, I told several people here this year that, um, our, our bear run harder this year than I can remember in the recent, in the recent past. Like, you know, normally after you get the dogs in shape, you know, a couple mile race, boom, it's over. And I mean, we were having seven and nine and 11, 16. I mean, I pulled my dogs off one at 16. Um, second, second week before the end of season, like, and my dogs were in running shape. Like I, I, I had them in pretty good shape and they weren't, they weren't catching them. They weren't catching, they weren't gaining ground. And I, right. this, this year was tougher than normal. I will say. Yeah, we get 
we get a lot of those runners here. I know that's why Brent likes. That's one thing he likes about coming here is because they it really gets the dogs in shape. Yeah. Those oh, the running bear we have, but I'm sure dogs in a little a little better shape might have been able to do something a little more than mine did, but they they didn't quit. That's all I can ask of them. No. So. Stay after. That's right. Yep. So how did your so did you hunt any more after that? I mean, I know that how did how did your season kind of wind down and um were you catch it did you catch any bear up to that point other than with Brent by yourself or Yeah, I you're breaking up a little there, Heath. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, you're good now. Okay. Yeah, I did. Um I actually killed one myself, uh Chet and I well, it's kind of funny. We were supposed to take a, a friend of his out hunting with us, but he had uh, he had some things come up and couldn't make it. So we decided to just go hunt anyway. And 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 I ended up killing that one bear. <laughs> so that's funny how it works out that way. Yeah, it was a nice bear. So yeah, tell me the story. How did the hunt start? What took place? Like. Uh, what dogs, what dogs did you have there? And I mean, man, I mean, that was a beautiful, beautiful bear. I mean, and I think, you know, from, from last year to this year, I don't, I think I was just as, I don't know that I was as ecstatic as you were, but I was just as happy as you were for you for that. Yeah, I was, I was pretty happy. Um, so yeah, that was a Monday chat and I met up up there at our, at our baits there and split up to check baits and i had that one it was only it was only an hour old track at the time so we decided to check the rest you know if we have another one save that one because it'll still be good in a few hours was the thought so we went around checked the rest and ultimately decided to to just go run that bear and came back so it was hour and 45 minutes or so old that's not very old and i just dumped the whole box out and he has a couple of dogs then he put down but we're trying to he has a male that he's a nice dog he just doesn't he's not used to running in a pack so we've been trying to get him to get the dogs packed up and so they my three went out I didn't have monkey at this time. My three went out um, and actually they went out a different way. My Denver went out a different way than I had thought the bear went and he's going out and just really, really getting after it. And I'm getting a little irritated. I'm like that sucker is fiddling with a moose again. So I got in the truck and drove around to I thought he was going to head towards a road, so I wanted to see what was going on. And by the time I got around to the other road, all three of them were in there, and they were just screaming, not not really going anywhere. So I'm like, oh, this <laughs> might be something more going on here than I think. So they they end up baying and baying, and they'd move a little ways and then bay some more. And they ended up walking, oh, probably a mile and a half, two miles or so, they walked the bear and, and then it treed. So it was, I was, uh, 
little lesson to trust your dogs, I guess, at that point. And so I was able to drive 600, no, 750 yards as the crow flies, but that was 750 yards of beaver swamp and river. So it ended up being about a, I'd say about a mile walk to get the 750 yards that they were away. <laughs> so it's uh wasn't a bad walk just he had to cross a couple of streams and then they cut some roads in there where it's so swampy they cut them in the winter time so uh-huh. we we call them winter roads so there's an old winter road in there and i basically walked that right to the dogs <clears throat> they had him on the, the edge of a clear cut in a big hemlock tree as you saw in the picture um but yeah, that was, I was pretty happy about that. Yeah, I was going to ask you if it was in a timber cut, because that's what, that's what it looked like at the, it, at the back side of that. Yeah, it was It was where the edge of the swamp, that they, so they swam the swamp with the bear. Uh-huh. So it was on the edge of that, and then that timber cut. It was right on the on the transition line there. Mm-hmm. And, yep. you, and you said there was only three dogs? Yeah. Just my three. And what happened? I thought you had four. What happened to the others? So there would have been five total. Uh-huh. Um, the two, the two Chet put down, uh, the male, he just oh, kind of yeah. trailed out doing his own thing and never got in on it. Right. And then you give monkey back. So not my calculations right now. I got you. You only had yeah, three. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. I had given monkey back that week before. So yeah. after you harvested the bear... And you were sitting there. What kind of what 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 was your thought process, and what was those emotions like? Because I know you and I have talked, and you know I know where you've been. I know what you think. Like, what what was that process? What was going through your head? Uh, just a lot of satisfaction, like the feeling of progress, uh, mm-hmm. accomplishment. I guess. I was pretty happy. Of course, I called Mark right away and and uh, called Rodney and my wife, but I messaged with you there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Chet, Chet came in. He had got his dogs picked up, and he had come around to help me. Um, we had to quarter it and get it out. So we quartered it and packed it out. I was going to ask you how you, how you got yeah. that, that big old thing out of there by yourself. Yeah, that was, uh, I'm really glad he was there. That that was a lot of work. Yeah. So yeah. I know, you know, I mean, I guess my first experience like that was a little different because it wasn't over a, um, a harvest. It was more for me, it was actually treeing a, an animal by myself. But I know like the emotions that were running through me at, in, in that point in time in my career or my my hunting career like the excitement like probably flooded my emotions like I was probably so excited that nothing else kind of mattered at that point for me and then you know you come back you're tomorrow your confidence is boosted and you know you're for me I was right back in the woods and then I was kind of going through the same things like okay you know the dogs are not doing this and then you know that's the process I went through it was like a it was like a roller coaster ride for me like yeah, exactly you know up and down and up yep. and down um 
So is that, is that what you were feeling or what, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Is it, it was excitement. Like you said, excitement was just overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said again, and then, and then the following week is, it's kind of that emotional role. That was the, the following week was the week of all the runners and no catches. So <laughs> yeah. it, it was, it was like, come on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, the dogs, the, all right, they've, they've done it. You know, they can do it. And now you're out there and you're, you're, you're trying twice as hard now because you've had some confidence mm-hmm. and, and then, you know, yeah. And then it, it, like I said, you, you, you come away and I'm not saying you, cause I don't know, but like for me, I come away, um, you know, kind of dis disappointed that, um, I went, I didn't catch a few more and then, you know, like I said, something will happen. And then I, I remember, uh, I don't know what part time this happened to me, but I was walking out of logging road one day after I'd caught my first bear. And I can't tell you the time period. I don't know. Cause I was like you back when I started, I, I was basically hunting on Saturdays cause I didn't, I couldn't hunt any other time I was working and, mm-hmm. um, this is training season and I'm, you know, I'd called a bear, you know, you're, you're feeling confident and I'd went through a little period where I'd like, I'd run stuff. And I, I mean, at this point, I don't, I don't know what I was running. I didn't catch it. So I don't know. And then I was walking out of logging road one Saturday by myself. Uh, I had three dogs with me. I mean, same boat you're in. I had Frosty. Uh, I had a dog named Cannon and a dog, uh, a dog named Pooh, which was my actually a coon dog. He's my sacket bred dog, and and Cannon was actually out of out of him. So he was a double. Um, he was a double. He was half half of my stuff, and then a sacket bred dog. And he he was a four year old dog, and was actually. A pr- he ended up being a pretty nice um, bear hound. But anyway, long story short, I'm walking out this logging road. I'm pulling up this incline in a curve with a laurel holler going up the mountain. And um, I I get going and, and Frosty just kind of, you know, does Frosty thing. He goes up in the laurel holler and, and, and he checks. Now, back then we had the beep beep collar. So, I you know, I didn't know how far he was, didn't know what he was doing. But, you know, he would hunt out you know, a couple hundred yards and he would always circle back to you. I mean, he always would find, even if I walked off and left him and he didn't do something, he would come find me. Um, so anyway, they went up this holler. Well, he did. I had, I had the poo on the lead because I, I was coon. He was a grand night champion. I was coon hunting him and I was just taking him cause I'd done grand him out. Didn't know what I was going to do with him. So I'm like, Oh, I'm just going to take him bear hunting. So, uh, they're, they're gone. Him and Cannon's gone. Uh, a little bit longer than normal. Well, all of a sudden, I hear this big old long ball, and I know, I mean, I know what's happened right there. I'm like, oh, he just hit a tree. Now, I coon hunted that dog, Frosty, the dog I'm talking about. I coon hunted him. I killed squirrels out to him. I shot possums out to him. Anything that climbed a tree, that dog has had in his mouth at some point in time. So he comes in there and he falls treed and Frosty was a, a, a big old long ball mouth tree dog. Never, he was not a chop. Well, then Cannon comes in there and Cannon locks down. And I mean, Cannon's a, a really steady, oh, 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 tree dog. So he comes in there. So I cut Pooh loose. Pooh takes off up through the mountains and I start pulling to him. And they're, I don't know, they're 200, 250 yards up this hollow up on that ridge. So I come out of the laurel thicket. And I look up 
The bear's hanging off the side of a poplar tree, like literally hanging there. Cannon and Frosty are trained. Pooh's not saying a word. He's just like, I don't know what you want me to do here. And uh, <laughs> anyway, that was kind of like my second, my second confidence booster. And it was on a, and, you know, I think Frosty went up there, jumped it right up, running up a tree and started treeing on it, you know. And, I, and I've had several of those through my career now that that's happened. In fact, Spook done it last year in December when Jeff Shetler was down hunting with me. Um, he he went up, he went up and done the same thing. He just fell tree in there and had a you know a fifty sixty pound cub tree. But uh, so that was kind of my like my second um, confidence booster with me. So have you got to that point yet, or are you still searching for it? Um, I st- I would say still searching. Um, but the the where well, there was no catches further in, later in the week there. But the the long runs and I saw some really good trail work out of the dogs and they they ran hard. That that kinda helped too, you know, even though there there wasn't a catch. But the the dogs still did good work in my opinion. So so I would say the I'd like to have seen some more up a tree, but I'm still feeling better about I'm feeling better about stuff now than than at the beginning of the season for sure i was going to say if my dogs are trailing and jumping i mean that's 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 a that's start of the process that i'm i'm okay i mean i'm i'm okay with it mm-hmm. so i mean that to me yeah. is progress like i'm yeah I'm, i agree I'm, I'm like you i would be like okay you know i'm getting there like yeah i'm putting i'm putting the pieces together and and the 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 races and the catches will come if you're jump, if you're yeah. if you're trailing and jumping, it's going to come. So of course the the more I hunted them, the uh, the better you know the more consistent they were getting on better at trailing and you know just getting in the back in the swing of things and and but on the flip side they were also more tired every day so it was a kind of a double edged sword there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean you got to hunt more during during the season this year than last year is that correct yeah yeah definitely i didn't get to hunt a lot of consecutive days last year other than the uh i did hunt a week with brent when he was up Mm -hmm. but other than that the i find that the consecutive days are the days that really help you where Mm -hmm. it's day after day but yeah that definitely got to go more this year well, and hopefully next year you'll get to do the same or even more. Yeah, that's the hope. <laughs> so, so Brandon, what? Let's roll back to last year. What are what are some lessons that last year taught you that you either conquered, overcome, or um, understand that there there is a light at the end of the tunnel from last year? Um. Well, uh, I learned a pretty good lesson last year is that Toyotas aren't waterproof. <laughs> that, that was a that was a pretty good lesson, but it's it's funny now, you know. <laughs> but the light at the end of the tunnel. So last year was real rough, it, mm-hmm. just train wreck after train wreck. But they at the the very last day I ran last year, they treat a bear, um, just the two of them the pup fell out at that point. He was real young. Um, 
the easy in Denver treed one. It was the last day last year, and it was about 300 yards off of the uh, lease we could be on. So I had to, I couldn't even really take time to enjoy it. I just had to grab the dogs and get out of there. Yeah. And I know that, like I said, I know, you know, from the follow-up from last year, you know, I mean, you were literally contemplating getting out. Yeah. And I know BB had talked to you and Mark had talked to you. And, you know, after our conversation, um, you know, it it can be very discouraging when you're not seeing um, results. Yeah. And this year... I mean, what what do you take away from this year? So your season's getting ready to wrap up. Like you're, I mean, you 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 harvested a really 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 nice bear. You know, you're telling me already that the dogs are trailing good. They're jumping. I know my dogs are not in the best shape, so that's probably why I'm not catching as much as I'd like to. But mm-hmm. I did catch a bear, and I'm seeing I'm seeing progress through through this. So what? What are you taking away from this year that you're going to build on to next year? Well, I think like we talked about earlier is I need to be a little more patient on the, in the training season and letting the dogs work to, to get the bear up, you know, um, that, and then, um, I think the focus on letting that young dog trail by himself a little bit next year is, is going to be a goal uh, where he's, he's been doing really well. Um, I do have a young female now too, that I have to get, get uh, going as well. So hopefully, hopefully I can, after a few runs, I can pick up where I've left off this year and be, be um, a little smoother, I should say. Out of the gate. What's what is your female? You care to tell us about her? Or what is she? Is yeah, she a puppy? No, uh, she's she's sixteen, eighteen months old, I think. I got you. And um, you didn't hunt her yeah. any this year. No, I just got her. Um, oh, okay. I got her. I mean, the season's still in. I just haven't had a chance to go. Mm-hmm. So, so um, I'll coon hunt her some. I took her out the other night with Chet, and Chet's got. That's got a really nice walker dog, young walker. Uh-huh. But um, so I've been going out with him and and I'll cat hunter. Well, she's pretty wound. If she calms down a little bit, I'll cat hunter with the with my male. Uh, but yeah, she's a a plot. I got you. Yep. The, yep. S- the same breeding as the ones you have. Um, so the same, close to the same breeding as my young male. Mm-hmm. The, the older two are uh, easy in Denver. Are they're from Rodney, so there's no no relation there. I got you. No blood. Yep. And, and you said Easy's eight. How old's Denver? Uh, six. About six. Yep. And then your male pup is you said a year and a half. Well, he'll be two in November. Okay. End end of end of November. He'll be two. So yeah. So you're you're working on some older mature dogs and. You know, for me, that two-year-old dog, I mean, I've got some two-and-a-half-year-olds that, I mean, I give them a lot of leeway this year, and I I, I think I had talked about it on a pot. Maybe me and BB had talked about it, you know. Um, I give my female a little bit more, um, little bit more reins 
because uh, I trusted her more. The the male, I know he was hitting on some stuff on the truck. Even when I had Spook and, and, and Maggie up, he was hitting on the truck stuff that they weren't opening on. So I knew, I'm like, okay, so has he got a colder nose than they have or is he hitting on stuff? And come to find out, Coyote run across the road one day and I was able to, to check him and come to find out that he was opening on a coyote. So I I held him a little bit more than I did her because I didn't have that problem with her. But, you know, a two, two-and-a-half-year-old, even my three-year-olds, I expect to see, you know, more maturity out of them and, and more reliability. But I still also understand that they're a three-year-old dog and they're going to make mistakes. They're going to run stuff they probably shouldn't. And, yeah. you know, I don't I don't get too, too bent out of shape about it anymore. Yeah, I... I don't either, unless it becomes a habitual problem. Yeah, that, uh, that's exactly right. He, I took him into a few baits. Uh, some of the days where, where we were just kind of done, done hunting for the day, I took him into some baits, and he trailed off on some, some uh, I think eleven, eleven hour track and a twelve hour track. Um, he went. He only went out probably half a mile at the most and, and came back, but it showed me that he, he can smell it and work it out. So that, that was pretty encouraging. Did he ever jump? No, no, no. Those were, I think if he jumped, he wouldn't have come back. I got you. So, so he just, trailed. he just, he just kind of worked it out, you know, right. Trail trailed it. Well, I mean, at least you're but. giving him those opportunities. I mean, yeah, you know, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people wouldn't do that. Like, you know, they're done hunting. At least you've got the foresight to say, hey, you know, I'm going to go out here and drop him and, and, you know, give him some chances to learn. Yeah. I was hoping to be able to get a few fresher tracks to put him on by himself, get mm-hmm. that experience, but it, it just didn't work out that way. Well, <clears throat> next year, hopefully during, you know, during training season and your season, that you'll be able to do that and, you know, BB and I talked about it on a podcast here recently. I don't remember which one, but you know, given given those, like for me, even even during in or during our take our heart, you know, during our kill season, like I'm I'm not I'm not about I, I don't really care about the kill. Yes, we take some bear every year, I, absolutely, but I still for me it's still training season for me. Like I'm still mm-hmm. giving my young dogs opportunities and trying to grow them because I know that if something happens to one of my older dogs, one or two of them, like I'm starting all over again. And I don't, I've been in that situation more so than not. And I don't want to, it's too hard to get it back. So I'm trying to stay ahead of it now. I I mean, that's one of my things that I'm trying to stay ahead of having to, to, to re revamp my pack or actually start over with my pack to do it. So I've got some good young dogs that show potential. Um, so I'm hoping that, that I don't have to go back and relive some of that painful <laughs> nightmares that I've had, <laughs> yeah. I've had to do for a while. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I wouldn't want to have to start all over again. No, it's tough. I mean, I, ugh, it's really tough. And it, I mean, it's discouraging at the same time because especially when you went from dogs that, you know, could catch bear consistently and, you know, pretty fairly nice dogs to, now I'm kind of riding everybody's shirt tails because I, I don't have anything substantial and I'm, I'm pretty much packing on them or relying on them to get a, get, to get a bear up for you. 
it's pretty discouraging um for me anyway i mean i i you know i struggle with that myself so i don't i'm hoping yeah. i can stay out of that phase <laughs> hopefully yeah. <laughs> yep so Brandon, you fought we we followed up from last year um you you said it you know yourself from a train wreck to this year you're you're seeing progress and and you know you're moving forward and you're hoping that next year during training season you actually continue to move forward, which I feel very confident with with the help that you're getting, the mentorship that you have, that there's no doubt that you're going to get there. What what would you tell, and, and I probably asked you this last year, what would you tell people that are in your same the same shoes as you are? Because a lot of us are. I know we talked about that last time we talked, that you thought you were the only one that was struggling and – man, that's so far from the truth. We all, we all struggle at some point in time. What would you tell them? Well, I think you did ask me that last year and I would say the same thing. Don't give up. Just don't quit and listen to, listen to those that know. I've, I feel very fortunate to have the people I have to, that will put up with my questions and, phone calls and texts all the time to to help me out so if you can find somebody that is a is a good hunter and houndsman and you just keep pushing along then they'll help you as they can i think yeah absolutely yeah and i mean that's a like i said that's a if you can tell yourself you know i know that i'm gonna suffer a little bit but i'm gonna keep pushing and and that's what that's what really distinguishes success from failure. The people that fail give up and don't keep trying. And the people that succeed, they keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing until, you know, they, they get to that point where they're successful. Yep. So it's what it seems like. Yeah, it's for sure. And uh, having a patient wife helps too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you got a good one and she's a pretty good cook too. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty lucky. <laughs> yeah. Well, Brandon, I appreciate you coming back on here and talking to us and, you know, filling us in from this year. And, you know, one thing that, that I want to say, I know people, a lot of people judge, judge success by quantity, but that to me is not what I'm looking at. You know, you're making small steps uh, with quality. And to me, I'll take quality over quantity any day. Yeah, absolutely. So I agree. I don't think people should necessarily judge their success. Well, I caught, you know, 15, 20, 30, 40, whatever that number is. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't do it. I don't do it by numbers. I, like I said, your dogs, if, if he's trailing off a bait and jumping and running, like he's putting it together. So we're, we're making those steps. There's they're baby steps, yeah. but we're making steps. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Brandon, and we may do a follow-up next year. That's for sure. Keep chugging along and finding out where you're at with this, um, the the trio you have going on, and then you're adding the four. So I really appreciate you coming on, spending your time with me this evening, um, and helping us, you know, teach, train, and learn. And this is definitely a learning lesson for us and stuff that, especially newcomers and new guys that hunt, uh, I think you said it best. Just don't give up. You got to keep, you got to keep putting yourself out there and giving your dogs opportunity. And if you keep doing that, um, you're going to, you're going to start being successful. It just takes time and patience. 
That's right. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. all right, Brandon, until the next go, I appreciate it. My pleasure. <laughs>